For all your fantasy football needs, check out the Ringer Fantasy Football Show with me, Danny Kelly, along with Danny Heifetz and Craig Horlbeck. That's the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, yeah. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is Cheap Heat, and it is on and popping on this uh, Friday, September 1st at 1233 p.m. And where am I, you ask? I'm glad you asked. I am in the American Airlines terminal at Kennedy Airport on my way to go to Pittsburgh. Now, I am attempting to do a bonus episode later with uh, Raquel Rodriguez, who obviously has a huge match this weekend. But I don't know if it's going to get done in time for you guys to enjoy it this weekend. So as a result, I am going ahead and doing this episode right now from the terminal, which has been a struggle to get going, but we have it here right now. We have our, con- our equipment working. And I uh, figure we do a pod um, right here from the terminal. Um, and then we'll pick up when we get to Pittsburgh and see what's what. So you may hear random things in the background. I look like a crazy person. I have my suitcase half open. I'm sitting in this little like uh, desk sort of area that's part of a pizza place. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this cheap eat podcast. Although I have to tell you, I mean, the sort of novelty of, of doing these random broadcasts from random places, it's going away now that the entire world is filled with content creators. It's probably not nearly as novel as it once was. I used to be really, let me tell you something. I used to be something. When I used to show up and bust out my microphone and recorder, people would be like, whoa, this this guy's crazy. 
But now when you walk into a grocery store to, to grab some uh, rice and you see a, a full-on dance routine happening, I don't really stand out. I will tell you that the pizza smells pretty good here, but I'm going to go ahead and resist. I am having dinner with family friends in Pittsburgh tonight. Um, Pittsburgh is a near and dear place to me. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time there in, in recent years. Um, the last time I was there was for Mac Miller's funeral, actually. But in generally speaking, I used to go to Pittsburgh, relative to most people, a good amount. Because my dad's best friend, who's essentially like an uncle, moved to Pittsburgh uh, when we were in kids. When we were in kids. When we were kids. And when uh, I was in elementary school, Dan moved to Pittsburgh, which is why I became a big Penguins fan. And I've been sort of connected ever since. Um, I'm sorry, big name drop here. I'm getting, uh, I'm texting with Questlove right now. Um, I was bothering him today because I want to get Juan Epp on the, um, on the Roots picnic next year. And I, he told me, like, last time I reached out to him, like eight months ago, you got to let me know in September. So I put on my calendar, September 1st, 2023, bother Quest Love about Roots Picnic. So I just did that, and now we're having a conversation. He's telling me just how mage uh, the concerts he's doing with LL Cool J are. Um, there's this tour. It's the Roots. It's LL Cool J. Um, I think Rakim is on it. He's telling me right now that we were very wrong about Bone Thugs. I, I figured. He says they're heirs to the Cold Crush. That's a crazy take. All right, now let me not just repeat my entire conversation as a podcast. That's as fun as it is to name drop. That's not what you're here for. You're here to talk about payback. You're here to talk about the weekend uh, that we have ahead of us in pro wrestling. It, it, is an interesting, it is an interesting and sort of odd PLE situation, right? Like, obviously, I think everyone should tune in, especially to the kickoff show, which is going to be tremendous tomorrow, if I do say so myself. Um, but obviously, it's a sort of weird card. I mean, I don't know how often... Now, tonight they're in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and John Cena's actually on the show. Um, so who knows what we'll learn today. Um, but, like, as of the moment that we're recording this podcast, you're talking about Becky and Trish in a steel cage match. You're talking about Rollins and Nakamura um, in a singles match for the world heavyweight title. Rhea and Raquel, which Sneaky has kind of one of the best – I know Dip doesn't like things like this. Dip Dip only likes storylines that are... He doesn't like when they... Well, no, he does like when they intersect with pers with real life, but it depends. Listen, I'm sure he doesn't care about this match, if I'm guessing. But if you really look at the real personal friendship between Rhea and Raquel, there's a behind-the-scenes, super meaningful thing about that match that's going to be fun. And that's a singles match for the World Championship. And I my guess is you are going to see in Rhea Ripley someone who really wants their friend to be awesome in the biggest spot they've ever been in. So I, I think we're going to get something really fun out of Rhea and Raquel. Then you have Ray versus Austin Theory. You know, it has a little story there, but nothing nothing crazy. Ray now the uh, United States champion again. LA Knight and The Miz, um, which is a big moment for LA Knight. If we, if we step aside and, you know, really kind of process where he is in his WWE career, this match is a big deal for LA Knight. We have not had this yet. This is his first real, second real PLE match. Of course, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. They had that sort of, um, you know, gimmick match, if you want to call it that, the Mountain Dew thing, whenever that was now, six months ago or whatever. Um, 
and then he wins the Battle Royal at SummerSlam, but this is a real, just standard singles match, LA Knight versus The Miz on a PLE. This is a big deal for LA Knight. And then we have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending their titles against the Judgment Day in a Steel City street fight for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. And you know I love when WWE is in a city and just adds that city's name to street fight, and then you have a street fight. You know, New York City street fight, Chicago street fight. In this case, Steel City street fight. But that, that should be an entertaining match. Um, and I do wonder if there's any chance they put gold on the Judgment Day. Because if you put gold on Finn and Damian Priest, then every single person in the Judgment Day is walking around carrying gold, which is somewhat interesting. All right, so we'll see. We shall see what happens with that. Also, oh, guys, the flight to Cincinnati is boarding, in case anyone's heading to that. Uh, I do want to also take a, a gander at some of the emails we've been getting as well. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Deverstein's getting hammered out here. And I, I told him. I, I warned him he's getting hammered, and he's not just getting hammered for the L.A. Night take, though that's in there, but he's, he's getting hammered generally. And listen, it's time. It, weren't we ready for a Dipperstein heel turn? The guy was ove like rove as a babyface for what? Honestly, a good couple of years. Like, basically from the second he came on the show full-time, essentially, when we started with The Ringer, he's basically been over like rover as a babyface. So doesn't it make sense? that now there's a slight turn. So anyways, uh, let's take a look here at some of the email, and, and we'll get to, oh, man, back-to-back. Back. How about this? I have Ozzy and Julian back-to-back. Back. One, really dip, and Julian, I've had it with dip. Here's Ozzy. Mail. Hello to the number one 24-7 champion, the number one yes man, SGG, and the number one his hater, dip. I'm listening to the show. And I hear Dip hating on L.A. Knight like none other. He said the voice is clearly a put-on. Bruh, everything is a put-on. You think The Undertaker speaks like that? You think The Rock's voice inflections are legitimate? Come on, Dip. You're like that guy who every time you bring up wrestling says, you know this is fake, right? What happened to living in kayfabe? I'm sorry. I just have to get that off. Hey, yo. Love you guys. Also shouts to Ebro in the morning and Wanep. P.S. Didn't mean to offend such a cultural staple like bagels a few months ago. I was wrong, and I apologize. Ozzy from Texas. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, because everything that Dip criticizes L.A. Night 4, you can basically apply to a million other people. But Dip wants to apply it to L.A. Night. And again, you have to remember, I am still with Dip to a certain extent. Like, I do think it is fair to be critical of someone you think is, like, derivative, too derivative. Like, it's too obvious. Like, I do think that's a fair argument. I, I don't care how over he is. I don't care if he's everybody's favorite. You absolutely have the right as a fan to go, nah. There, there's, there's too close a relationship between what he does and what The Rock or Stone Cold does. It, it's too close. It's not like, you know, it's not homage. It's jacking. You're allowed to have that take. I don't think I'm squarely there. I see it, and I also am enjoying what he's doing, and I'm trying to let the thing play out. That's what I'm trying to do. That's the one thing I've learned in the years and years of 
of watching and talking about this business is you have to let things play out a little bit. Julian is not letting things play out. He's had enough with dip. Quote, I've had it with dip, Julian says. Sweet Pete and SGG, let me talk to you. Male. Dip is just hating now. While I'm on the opposite side of his LA night takes, I heard him make his case on last Friday's show, and I could at least hear where he was coming from. But on Tuesday's pod, Dip just completely blew off LA Knight's performance on SmackDown. He delivered an excellent, heartfelt promo about Bray Wyatt. It was chicken soup for the soul on a night where I needed it. Then he masterfully pivoted into storyline mode and cut a great promo on The Miz before ending the promo with another Wyatt touch to tie it all together. A wise man once told me, the next time you see me, run. The way Dip blew this off, it felt like he saw Ellie Nett on screen and just grabbed his phone rather than give the promo a chance. And it was Mage. He's not even trying to enjoy one of the hottest acts in the biz at this point. Julian from Milwaukee. Julian, I said to him verbatim, I understand the feelings you have, but I think you're not even trying to enjoy something that at the very least is enjoyable on account of how over it is. I am with you in lockstep. I, I think it's silly to watch as much of this business as we watch. And then something comes along that the whole world thinks is hot and is enjoying. And it's one thing to not like it. But if, because if you don't like something, that, that's still, that works. It's wrestling. Hate it all you want. But I, I just don't check out on it. Don't, don't check out on something that everyone is saying this is what we're here for. You know, because wrestling isn't like everything else in, in the sense that, yes, you can like niche things about a wrestling show, but part of the overall experience is the collective enjoyment of the audience. So to completely, like in hip-hop, for example, I don't care that everyone's talking about Nicki Minaj. Oh, Nicki Minaj is dropping, and I go, I don't care, Homeboy Sandman's dropping. Totally different. My music experience doesn't really require the involvement of other people in any way. That's not exactly the case in pro wrestling, where the collective enjoyment of the fan base is kind of part of the deal. It kind of is. At least to some extent, you know that what was what was behind our whole argument with SGD, SGG during the the COVID era. I mean, Dip was at the forefront of that argument. How could SGG say he likes he likes the show better with no audience? I think it was a crazy take. I don't care how much they're able to tell a story better. The crowd's reaction is part of the show. It's part of what I'm here for. And if that's the case, and if that's the case, Dip made which he did. You can't then turn around now and not have any interest in what all the crowd is interested in, even if you see it differently. I think I put that together really well. Here's Eric. Let me talk to Dip, he says. Male. Hey, guys. Everybody is entitled to their opinion, and Dip's LA Knight opinions are valid. However, Dip seems to think that LA Knight fans don't see the Austin Rock attitude similarities. Dip proclaims, how can you not see it? We see. We don't care. Please refer to this four-second Stephen A. Smith clip. I don't know which one it is, if it's Get Off the Weed or 
But it's a Stephen A. Smith clip. I'm not going to be able to. Actually, I can play it right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's that one. It's the we don't care one. <laughs> I'm not supposed to like the guy who reminds me of my favorite thing from my favorite thing. He's currently one of the only performers that actually makes me put my phone down and pay attention. That should be enough. I'll tell you what, Eric. I agree. He he fully has me in, in put the phone down territory. Whether you love it or hate it, I'm stopping what I'm doing to watch what LA Knight's about to say. And what he's when he says, let me talk to you, I want to hear what he has to say. Jeffrey writes us and says, hey, Pete, male. Love the interview with Barry Blaustein. When you brought up Jesse Ventura, something clicked in my head. Jesse gave him a shout out on the air during WrestleMania 4. Gorilla Monsoon said, who? It was kind of a funny interaction between them. Anyways, keep up the great work. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter. Uh, by the way, yes, Jeffrey, I totally saw that a couple of years ago. He's like, Gorilla, I want to give a shout out to Barry Blaustein. Now, he, he mentioned his Hollywood friend, Barry Blaustein, who's a writer in Hollywood. Now, I, we didn't talk about this much with Barry, though I did have the little mention of The Nutty Professor. But, I mean, the guy co-wrote, like, every Eddie Murphy smash ever. He's had an unbelievable career. Like, he is not some jabroni who went and made Beyond the Mat. He's like a completely successful, rich off of doing awesome movies, comedies in particular, and then took his ability and his connections because he was in the movie-making business as a writer and producer to go, you know what, I'm going to make a movie about what I'm most passionate about, pro wrestling. It's the ultimate. Shout out to Barry Blaustein. I love that guy. I love that he listens to the show. I love that he made Beyond the Mat. He's an inspiration. It's sort of what I want to do in this next stage of my career is, is sort of take the connections I've built, the relationships I have, and, and the people who may know me at different places and come up with the projects I want to come up with and get them done. That that's And then maybe stumble into something really special that ends up being a Hallmark, you know, like your Hallmark kind of thing. Like he did with Beyond the Mat. And, you know, I didn't ask him that, but that's a good thing to ask him. I'm sure he's listening. So, Barry, let me ask you, I, I, where it does Beyond the Mat rank among the things you're most proud of doing? Because you've done so many crazy things. But that must have a really special place because it, it was his thing. Um, let's see. What did Brandon send us here? Mail. Oh, Wow. Brandon sent us the Cheap Heat episode with Bray Wyatt. Wow, that's so cool. Remember I was looking for that episode? Maybe we'll get that up today because it, well, it didn't exist anywhere. This conversation with Bray Wyatt. I have a segue for you. This is great. This is a surprise. Guys, listen to this because this is a radio, this is a radio legend giving you a real off-the-cuff segue. Well, and you're going to pop for this, so... Um... Guys, it's been fun um, dealing with Shoemaker, but now, because I am the true wrestling empresario that I am, uh, I actually uh, have an interview that I'm going to do with Bray Wyatt on the show. Really? Yeah. So, Shoemaker, do me a favor. Shut your peckerhead mouth, and I'm going to uh, get my man Bray Wyatt on the phone right now. 
Oh, man. I'm not even, you think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet at the time. Um, <laughs> this guy is very good, and you can catch him tonight um, in White Plains at the Westchester County Center. WWE is in town. Tickets still available right now. Uh, Bray Wyatt will be on the show when he's on the phone right now. Bray, how are you? Uh, fantastic. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to conversate. Wow. All right. So you know what? Let's, Troy, let's go ahead and put this interview up at the end of this episode. That is so cool that someone sent that over. So thank you, dude. Brandon, was it Brandon who sent this? Let me go back here. Yes, Brandon. Thank you, dude. You're the real deal. That is super, super cool that uh, Brandon Cousins, he's our guy. Been a listener forever, a peckerhead forever, and of course he came through sending us the old Bray Wyatt interview. That's so cool, man. We got to go through and dig out all the interviews we have with everybody because there are so many. And I, I always promised myself, I was like, I'm going to keep track of all of them and I'm going to file them all away. And then, of course, too many happen over time and you end up losing track and then people pass, unfortunately. And then you're like, oh my God, I have that? So thank you, Brandon. That's so, so cool. We'll, we're going to play that later in the episode. All right, I'm going to go board my plane. We'll get to some more emails and Bray Wyatt right here in, in literally just a second. Ludwig Kaiser. As promised, one second later, now I'm in Pittsburgh, sitting in my car. By the way, what an underrated town Pittsburgh is. And I'm sure the sound just got a lot clearer because I'm sitting in a car instead of sitting at the airport. Um, but I love this place. I don't spend enough time here. Uh, I wish Natalie was able to come because it's such a beautiful and underrated city. It may be the most underrated city in America. It's in the conversation, in my opinion, because the sound of Pittsburgh is like you're going to death town. I mean, Pittsburgh sounds like you're going to. I'm not going to disrespect other Midwest cities. You know what I'm talking about. But it's not. It is. There's something more beautiful. The three rivers, the million rivers, I should say, but really the three rivers, of course, that all come together. The whole thing is just it's a beautiful town. So I'm currently sitting um, Corey Graves recommended and, and set me up with a haircut somewhere. So I'm about to get my haircut. I'm sitting in the car outside of a record shop near the barbershop, um, about to get my haircut to get this payback weekend started, but I wanted to jump back on here, uh, really quickly. Then I'm going to hustle back to the hotel and I'm supposed to interview Raquel Rodriguez. So I'm going to try to knock out this interview with Raquel around six o'clock as well. So who knows? You may wake up tomorrow to a bonus episode, a Saturday edition of There's Something Going On Fridays, which you don't get all the time. You rarely get the Saturday edition of the Friday edition of GP. So anyways, uh, I, I want to give you guys this uh, Bray Wyatt interview. Um, I wanted to make sure you guys got something today. Weird week. I'm sort of on vacation this week. It's been pretty nice. Let me tell you something. Life moving around when it's only like when I don't have radio shows every day. Oh, my God. I don't know if you know this. It's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm really grateful for the jobs I do have. But I think sometimes I take for granted how much I work. Like having to just go do WWE travel when I don't have anything else to do. Oh, my God. Today was like a dream come true. So I hope everyone uh, tunes in. And enjoys uh, payback, especially that kickoff show. But the entire show is going to be great. Listen, set it all show, weird sort of pay-per-view. We'll see if something gets added tonight. Weird PLE, I should say. But I do think it's a big night for Raquel. I do think it's a big night for the, the bloodline, generally speaking. Um, and we'll see whether they actually take some stories and move forward. And, of course, much to um, dip chagrin, it's a huge night for LA Knight. 
couldn't believe early on in the episode when Dip made it sound like he actually was going to pick The Miz in that match, which would have been wild. So anyways, uh, stay tuned right here. Let's go all the way back, guys. This is almost 10 years old to a phone conversation. I don't know what I say. I apologize in advance. If I said anything dumb and ignorant, I've grown a lot. I just mean like bad wrestling opinions. I don't know what else I would have said, but you get the idea. Who knows what I said back in 2014 when I spoke to Bray Wyatt right here on Cheap Heat. Stay mage, everyone, and enjoy yourself. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Do you really think any of them would look any different if they weren't wrestlers? I know. Well, maybe I mean, not pretty, the janitor I, outfit. What? Maybe not the janitor outfit. No, but that's the point. It's like, you, I mean, the point is that like, they must look weird when they try to do things in public. But like, my guess is that if Harper wasn't a professional wrestler, he would look exactly like that. And he would be helping you make copies at Kinko's. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you mentioned the Wyatts. Cause I have, <laughs> you're going to say, I'm glad you mentioned Kinko's. I'm glad you mentioned Kinko's. I have to go there right now. No, because I have a segue for you. I have a segue for you. This is great. This is a surprise. Guys, listen to this because this is a radio this is a radio legend giving you a real off the cuff segue. Well, and you're gonna pop for this. So um guys, it's been fun um dealing with Shoemaker, but now because I am the true wrestling empresario that I am, uh I actually uh have an interview that I'm gonna do with Bray Wyatt on the show. Really? Yeah. So Shoemaker, do me a favor, shut your peckerhead mouth. And I'm going to uh, get my man Bray Wyatt on the phone right now. Oh, man. 
I'm not even. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet at the time. Um, <laughs> this guy is very good, and you can catch him tonight um, in White Plains at the Westchester County Center. WWE is in town. Tickets still available right now. Uh, Bray Wyatt will be on the show when he's on the phone right now. Bray, how are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to conversate. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm excited at the opportunity to conversate with you. First of all, let's talk about um, people getting to see you tonight in person. You're you're here tonight in Westchester County. Then you guys are actually back at the IZOD Center in Jersey, the 26th. Ha- have, mm. you, have you gotten an opportunity to really feel out what it's like uh, to perform in front of a New York uh, wrestling audience? Oh, yeah. I've been to, I've been to both the venues uh, before. Um, Izod is uh, uh, one of the most extreme crowds that you can perform in front of. Uh, I actually uh, I competed against John Cena there uh, not too recently. Extreme Rules, I think, in a cage match. And uh, the people were so wild, they were about to get the paint off the walls. <laughs> yeah, New, yeah, and, New York and White Plains, it's cool too, man. It just has like the, the ECW feel to it. Yeah, New York is actually, a, it's, it's, I, I enjoy living here. I'm originally from Washington, but I love living in New York because of the, the crowd that you get um, at yeah. wrestling shows. So again, if, you, if you're looking to see the WWE tonight, they put on an incredible show. Um, tickets still available at the box office in Ticketmaster. That is the Westchester County Center. Um, who do you have? Who, who, do you know who you're competing against in Westchester? To be honest, man, I don't, I don't know, and I don't care. You just you just show up and beat uh, someone's ass. I know I know I know some of the candidates that'll be there: John Cena's and uh, Big Show and Mark Henry and Kane. You know, I take any one of them, and I'll be fine by me. Is there is there anyone in pop culture these days that you know? Because you're someone, uh, Bray, you like to comment a lot on society as we see it. Is there anyone particular that we're exposed to a lot in in pop culture that you would like to have a few minutes to um, conversate with, uh, if you will? Honestly, there's there's too many to even mention names. It's, uh, I believe uh, the world is so diluted now, and it's just forgotten who it is and who it's supposed to be. And that's that's who I am. That's what Bray Wyatt is. Uh, as a person, I am the grand expose. <laughs> um, now, I want to uh, I want to talk a little bit about your history. Um, you intrigue me. Of course, being a third-generation superstar, one of the things that I love about professional wrestling is the way that people who really are from the business have sort of this innate ability and and do a lot of little things that uh, other people who may learn the craft just don't do the same way. How how young were you when you really started the very early formulation of, of, of this craft? I think I I was born to be something else. You know what I mean? I I never I, I never was normal. I was always special. There was always something different about me. I always stuck out of the crowd. I was not the biggest, but there was just something different about me. And uh, legacies, I, I don't really care more much for legacies. I'm not. I'm not the type of person that hangs his hat on 
on where I came from or who I'm supposed to be. I just move forward, man. And I got my own mindset, and uh, I'm invulnerable. I'm invulnerable as long as I'm walking straight. Uh, did you enjoy uh, the, the the beating you got to put on Chris Jericho over the last uh, month or two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Jericho had that coming for a long time. When I was in uh, NXT, uh, the very beginning stages, uh, uh, I got a chance to go against uh, Chris Jericho, the this, this six-time world champion, and I was just this a uh, young up and comer nobody knew about and I kinda got thrown in that in that fire. And uh it just it just speaks volumes to what I was uh what I've been able to achieve to come full circle in all this time, you know. Yeah, uh flash forward a year from that match in NXT and you know, I'm I'm wrestling uh Kiss Jericho at SummerSlam. And uh, you know what I mean, what a feeling, bro. What a feeling when you when you finally you 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 came over, you know you 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 conquered, you rose above, and here I am with my arm raised, and I just beat Chris Jericho, you know. Right, what no. a fulfillment. Yeah, no, that is it was a special experience. Um, I was there for it, and it was awesome. Um, right on, man. <laughs> ra- random question for you. Uh, just I just had a curiosity. What are your thoughts on a, another young WWE superstar, Bo Dallas? A- any thoughts on? Uh, on Bo Dallas's ascent in the WWE, Bo Dallas is, uh, in my opinion, the most talented and ring performer in the WWE. And uh, right now, right now, I feel he he's got some shackles on himself, and uh, I don't recognize the person he is. Uh, I think he needs to be set free. Set him free and let him let him show what he really is. He is uh, one of the more captivating new people that I've seen on television. Um, of course. And it's funny. There was actually a time when I saw you with Bo Dallas. I, I wonder if you remember this in any way. About four or five years ago at the WrestleMania after party, I was on. I was like waiting to get inside, and I saw you. And Bo Dallas, just coincidentally together. Um, and the woman at the who had the list, you were not on the list. The two of you are not on the list. And I remember I was waiting to get in. And I'm like, listen, miss, I don't care if you get me in or not, but these two gentlemen should absolutely <laughs> be on this list. And now here we are five years later. I think it's safe to say there's no event that people wouldn't realize that uh, Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas should be on the inside. Um, <laughs> what a, 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 it, feels, it, feels, it feels good to be the scum, man. Because <laughs> yeah. when, when you're the scum, you, you, have a, you have a reason to move. You have a reason, motivation to move forward, man. So, so when you get to the top... When you rise above all that and you get to the top, you never forget the rotten feeling you had in your mouth when you were lying at the bottom. You know what I mean? Um, I, I was watching on the WWE Network uh, the countdown. Um, they did a nice little countdown of the best big men uh, in the history of the business. And the two names that, in general, I think of when I think of athletic big men and people who could really move around the ring and not just be big but uh, be agile as well are, are names like uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and, uh, the, oh, yeah. and the Big Boss Man. Uh, who who are the guys in that regard, sort of in your weight class that you that you found awesome? Uh, 
a lot of uh, inspiration. A lot of tough, uh, uh, tough men that I, uh, I grew up kind of, kind of looking up to. Uh, you, you, Terry Gordy's, hmm. Stan Hansen, obviously, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. If you look at Bill DeMott and and how, how vicious and brutal he was, you know, these are the type of guys uh, that that I looked up to. I like to tell you. Your 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 BA cowboys, man. They, they don't exist so much anymore. But your big men that can move and fight, and when you look at them, you know. <laughs> There's no surprise about them. You 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 can you can just tell by the way they look. It's not that they're they're bulging and got muscles popping everywhere. They look like a man that could really do you a lot of physical harm. <laughs> and I, I I I'd be honored to fit in that category with some of those names. Go at the end of my career. That's, that's what I'm here for, ain't it? Uh, absolutely. That's that is um, that is the goal. I, I think one thing, you know, n- not to be overly nerdy, but that's sort of uh, what we do. Um, that makes your character the the little accoutrement that makes Bray Wyatt special is that is is your theme music. Um, I think your your entrance at, at WrestleMania, one of my favorites, I can recall. You know, when when those lights go out and the lighters go up. And you hear that music; it is—it's uh, a special moment. Um, how much do you love? Do you love your theme song? Like, do you do you appreciate that you have you have pretty incredible music to come out to? I don't even consider music anymore. Like, you can't take one piece of it anymore and point it and say, "Oh, that's what makes it killer." It's just a—it's just an experience now, man. <laughs> like to be caught in the middle of that with all the fireflies everywhere. It is, uh, it's an experience, man. It's not something that you can live looking at your TV screen. It's something you can only live by being thrown in the middle of it. It's, it's enchanting, brother. Um, all right, last thing I got to ask you. A lot of, uh, wrestling fans who are huge Bray Wyatt fans were very upset that a couple of weeks after SummerSlam, um, John Cena was able to exact some uh, measure of revenge on you from previous matches, and, uh, and and score the win over you on Raw. How did how did you feel coming away from that match? Every now and again, uh, Blind Hog finds a very nut. It's not like uh, that, or some of these moments that I do and I I take so serious. Uh, are going to affect me when 20 years from now I'm looking down and I'm being inducted into the Hall of Fame and I've reached so many people and I've changed things about the world. There will be no insignificant moments like that one that will be stuck to my name. It will be all, every great thing that Bray Wyatt did and all the great things that I will do for humanity for the wrestling fans, for everyone who gets attached to me. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Bray Wyatt, and if you want to see this lunatic up close, you can do so at the <laughs> at the very intimate Westchester County Center tonight, and then again at the Izod Center, the twenty sixth. Bray, thank you for what you're contributing to the game. You make uh you make Monday nights much more fun. Right on, man. Follow me again, man. I'll burn it down. <laughs> Yo, good looking out, man. I hope to uh, see you in person. Do this in person sometime. Right on, bro. That's fun. Thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Joe. Talk soon. Later, bro. Peace. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Heart is the greatest.
greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-midge.